Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the KT Temple Real Estate Podcast. I am here with another amazing guest. We have Melissa Martin coming here live from Wilmington. Thanks so much for joining me, Melissa. Oh my gosh, thank you for inviting me. I'm super pumped to be able to spend some time with you and just talk a little bit about what I'm doing, why I do it, and all of those things. So thank you. Awesome. So yeah, me and Melissa got to work together when I was living in Wilmington. Uh, We were actually neighbors. So we would go to the dog park and stuff. So it's so good to see you again. Uh, We're going to talk about her business. Uh, She does a lot with branding, giving back to the community. So Melissa, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about how you got into real estate. And then let's talk about, you know, your first years and and how you became so successful. So how did you get into real estate first? So it's kind of a crazy story. I'll give you the condensed version. But um, in January of 2019, I had a major hip surgery and I just kept referring agents to friends because I'm super connected. And I was like, gosh, why don't you get your license? And then you can at least get the referral part of the business, right? I really had no intention of selling real estate full time. Fast forward to June, I did get my license, uh, joined Keller Williams. And then in August of 2019, I lost all three of my dogs in one night to blue-green algae poisoning. And one of those dogs, Harpo, we were a therapy team. We worked together a ton. I mean, he was like my right hand. And so that loss of all three of those dogs literally almost destroyed me. Um, And I needed something to do. I went from volunteering with Harpo four days a week in the community to not having him. And I really needed something to distract me. And I got into real estate and I kind of was good at it. So here we are. That's awesome. Yeah. So when, whenever we were living in Wilmington, we had just gotten a little puppy and that's right when that happened. So I didn't meet Harpo or the other dogs. I got to meet uh, the two new ones, the two black Mm -hmm. ones. What are their names? So I have Gracie and Rue, Ruth Bader Ginsburg is her name. <laughs> she goes by Rue. So yeah, crazy story. A, a, a breeder actually gave me those two dogs right after I lost my dogs. So yeah, you never got to meet them. You and I were supposed to take pictures with Harpo and he passed yeah. and we didn't get to do that. So I hate that we didn't get that opportunity. So when I was in Wilmington, you were kind of just starting out, but you could tell that you were super engaged, that you were super excited about this new career that you were starting. So in that first year, what did you do that really helped you as a new agent? <laughs> so I I don't know that this is great advice for anybody, but I have a very large network and I thought it would be best not to talk to that network to do open houses and door knock and do all the things that work a whole lot harder than I maybe needed to. I don't know what my hangup was with my sphere. So my first year, and granted, I missed several months in my first year because of the the loss that I had. But in that first year, I think I sold 14 units and they were mostly strangers (laughs) because I was pounding the pavement, door knocking, making cold calls, um, really not talking to people who knew, liked, and trusted me for whatever reason. Um, so that was my first year. The second year, I decided, hey, let's do things the way you should do them and start really working your database. And from there, I started seeing pretty massive growth. So you said that twice now that you're really connected. How did you become so connected? I am big in the community. I love to give back. Um, even 
I mean, eight years ago, I was probably in the worst financial shape of my life that I'd ever been. And I got involved in a network marketing company. And through that company, I started attending events. I started going to networking groups, um, meeting people. And then I was always this person that felt like if I had extra money, I would give back time and money where I could. And so that became my passion. The thing that probably built my network and connected me the most was Harpo and I did a Harpo Saves Christmas event um, in 2016, I believe. We went to a local nursing home. We took all 172 residents and had them adopted for Christmas. And that kind of was our, I, I say that was our rise to stardom, really. That's when we started getting super connected and people really started to see my heart. Um, and it really is more than just real estate and commission for me. It really is. How can I take that and use it to give back where I live? And it makes it so much more fun too, doesn't it? When, when you so really come from contribution as an agent, when you are looking to say, where's there a gap and how can I fill it? It doesn't always have to be about real estate. It can just mm -hmm. be about people's needs. Yeah, one of the things that I like to tell people, because I do some coaching too, but one of the things I like to tell people is like, think about the one thing that you, if you could change it, make it better, like you could actually do that with no constraints. Like don't think about time, money, or what you can or can't do, but you just want to change this one thing. What would it be? For me, it is, I have such a passion for dogs. I hate that dogs are in shelters. I feel like they're so hopeless. Like, they love and trust people so much. And I just want to see shelters cleared. I hate that we even have dogs in shelters. So that's how I found my passion and connected that to what I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about your branding. because That's something you've done a really great job. So how do you use your branding to stand out? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I do have great branding. Um, and I have to give a shout out to Tara Walls in our leverage center. She really worked with me and, and got to know me and, and she dubbed me your best friend in real estate. And so I really do. And I, I'm such a believer in the law of attraction. And I feel like I really put that out there in everything that I do. Like I really am committed to walk with my clients and even people who aren't my clients and just be their friend, not try to be their salesperson, but be their friend and walk them through whatever it is they're going through. So when Tara came up with that, then we started talking about in the process of us doing my branding is when I lost the dogs. So I was like, how can we turn this into something about Harpo? So she actually took a photo of Harpo and made that my logo. Now, Harpo was named after Harpo on The Color Purple, the movie, The Color Purple. It's my favorite movie. Um, and so purple is a bold color. So Tara, in all of her genius, she said, why don't we make your branding purple, the bold purple and use Harpo? So I took it to the extreme, KT, you know me, if I do something, I'm going to do it 150%, right? So I even drive a purple car. Imagine that. <laughs> um, I have a car that's wrapped in purple. It has Harpo's face on it. Um, everything I do is all about his branding. I mean, I'm currently drinking out of a glass that has a Harpo logo on it. I just really drive home that I'm your best friend in real estate. Whenever you work with me, I save a dog in a shelter through our sponsorship program. And it's always going to be a win-win for everybody. And whenever we win together, then we are able to do something in the community to make it better. And I think a lot of people get so hung up on the company they work for. You know, they they want to use the red if you're at Keller Williams or or whatever company you're at. You get tied into those colors. But I think when you have so many agents in one company, 
using just a different color helps you stand out just a little bit. You know, you don't have to, to the, Keller Williams always says there's a reason why Keller Williams is so much smaller on the sign than your logo. You need to be the one standing out. So I love that you chose something a little bit different than what I see a lot of agents use, just red and black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I do love about Keller Williams. And I I am, I bleed Keller Williams red. Like I, I will always hang my license there. However, I also, if I decided to go somewhere else, I don't have to rebrand. I am completely branded. Keller Williams takes up a small portion of my advertising. And so when people are driving through town and they see the purple sign with Harpo's face on it, they're like, oh, that's Melissa's listening. Or, oh, that's Melissa's car. I mean, the car is not hard to miss. I get beeped at and waved at all the time in the car. But yeah, it really is just about finding what you're passionate about, what gets you up every morning and tying that into your branding. So we, when we were talking about scheduling this, we also talked about the idea of being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. What, what does that mean to you? So you know me really well, but I honestly, like I'll present very different than a lot of agents in the industry. Like it is not uncommon for me to show up at a listing appointment in Vans and a Keller Williams shirt. You know, I show up as myself because when I am myself, then I can be authentic and people actually get to know me. And if I'm not a fit for them, I want to know right away. Right. So I don't put on this disguise of if I showed up in a dress and heels, people would be like, who is this? Like, that's just not who I am. Right. So I show up as my authentic self. I show up with, you know, exactly how I'm comfortable professionally, but comfortable. Um, I also am just I come very prepared. I'm very knowledgeable. I know the scripts of real estate and I have practiced them every single day. I script and role play every single day. And I do it enough that when I show up that I can let my own personality come out and not be so scripted, but still follow the scripts. And and I, again, there's, I just want to dive in a little bit deeper on that. We give people so many scripts when we're training an agent, not to make you sound like a robot, but to use it as a foundation for how your conversation should go. We, We never intend for you to be verbatim. You know, I don't want you to go and literally say, so what is your income? What is, that's not the point of the script. The point of the script is to get you to the answer that you are wanting, whether it be a yes, whether it be a no, whether it be a commitment, that is what the script's for. So I love that you started with the scripts and made it your own and that mm-hmm. you have you show up as yourself. You don't show up as somebody who's trying to sell somebody something. Cause I guarantee you, no one's ever sold real estate. You never sell anything. You are just the conduit for people to getting what they actually want. We can't force someone to buy a house that they don't actually want. No. And I think the other thing too is like, my goal is for people to buy into me. Like that is the goal. Like let's meet and let's make sure. I mean, they may not be a fit for me either. And that has happened. And fortunately, you can work yourself to a place in your business where you can decide who you work with. Um, but my main goal when I go into an appointment is a connection. Like, are we connected? Do I feel like I can do the best job possible for you? And do I feel like you're going to work well with me and see me as the expert? And if that's a win-win, um, the goal is not to walk in and try to impress them. The goal is to walk in and say, this is me. This is what I can do for you. And I want to work really hard for you. And if it's not a match, it's not a match. 
So if, if I'm someone like learning about the idea of being your authentic self, how does that equate to business? How does that equate to more sales for you? Well, I think when you're when you show up authentically, then you don't have to always change, right? So when somebody meets me at their dining room table or they see me out in a restaurant, they see the same Melissa Martin. You know what I mean? They're not gonna, I don't have to put on a show. I don't have to be like, oh gosh, my clients are here. I have to act a certain way. This is me. <laughs> I, I think that, and I think that when you show up as yourself, you make the connection or you don't. And when you have that connection, then it's just a great business partnership. And honestly, when you're selling real estate, you are in a partnership with your client. And it makes it easier to do, you know, I, I talk to a lot of agents. I do a lot of technology coaching and people are terrified to get in front of the video camera. They're, they're mm-hmm. scared to record because they kind of have, they, they kind of get that identity crisis, especially early on, that they think they're supposed to act like somebody else. They think that they're they're when people see the real them, they're not going to want to work with them. And that's mm-hmm. not the case. The people that already follow you, that already are interacting with you, do that because of you, not because you have this mystical belief of what a real estate agent should be. There's 180,000 Keller Williams agents. All of them are very different. There's no right answer to what a real estate agent should be. So I love that about your business. So I will say too, can I say one more thing? I think too, that when you get really clear on what your vibe is, like how you vibe, like how you show up, how you present, when you're very clear on that and you carry that vibe out, you will attract the right tribe. And when you're trying to, to maybe deceive yourself or even deceive others, then you're going to be unhappy. Your clients are probably going to be unhappy because that's not your tribe. It was very misleading. Like, I think we just have to embrace who we are and, Um, I actually wear a key that has the word worthy on it. And it's just like to remind myself that I am worthy just as I am. Like, I don't have to be somebody else. I can be myself. And by being myself, I'm going to attract the right people into my life. Yeah, I, I when I started, I, you know, I grew up in a real estate family and I'm very different from my parents, you know, even though we're both in real estate. So I had this idea. I had like slick back hair. I was in like button ups every single day. Like I had this idea of what my parents did. And then it, mm-hmm. took me, it took me a few years to go, oh, that's not me. You know, mm-hmm. I, you should go like scroll through my Facebook sometime and see the funniest images of me basically in that identity crisis <laughs> thing. This is what a real estate agent should be. And it, it took me forever to find my own version of that. I love that. And I, yes. And I love that about you too, because I feel like you show up so real and so authentic and then you attract the people that you will work the best with. And I think that just makes everybody successful. I love that you talked about videos. I used to be terrified of videos, but I would do them anyway. And anybody's welcome to go and look at any of my Facebook business or personal. And it really is just a hot mess, honestly. Like I just get on and talk and I'm like, this is just me. And it's just like having a conversation with people. So don't be afraid, just do it scared. And that's what people want to see is just that you're a regular person. Well, it's it's the same with this podcast. This podcast is an excuse for me to talk to really cool real estate agents and learn from their business. And if I can do this and just record the conversation and give this to people and show value at some point, it's a great excuse for me to do it. And the videos way when you're, when you're on Facebook, figure out where, just like you're doing come from contribution. What do people want to learn about and how do you learn from you? So how did you get past, you know, that, that anxiousness of doing video? 
at just doing it anyway. And then I never went back to rewatch them either. I was like, I'm not rewatching that. <laughs> because, because if you do that, you start nitpicking and you start like tearing yourself apart and finding everything wrong with yourself. Just don't worry about it. Just do it. And the right person will watch it and maybe they'll get value. Maybe they won't. Maybe somebody will say something mean most of the time they won't and, and just do it. They never say anything mean. They never say. I always tell people because they're, they're scared of what people are going to think. And I'm like, they're only going to remember it if you do a good job. If you That's don't true. do a bad job, they're probably just going to forget. They don't have the mind share to think about how bad your video is. So just start. <laughs> and if it's bad, they just won't watch it, right? But I will say as many live videos as I've done, I've never had anybody say anything negative. So, you know, just just do you. And if somebody says something negative, they're not your people. And it's okay. It's just not your person. So you, we were talking before uh, we hit record and we talked about how much your business is elevated. So last year you did, was it 170,000 in GCI? I think 172. 72. And if you don't know, GCI is your gross commission income. So that's the amount of money Melissa brought back. And what are you projecting for this year? I am on track right now for 360. That's awesome. So you are more than doubling your business in one year. What do you equate that to? Where where did you find like, oh, I just hit my streak? Because you really did in this past year, you hit that streak to more than double your business when you're already at such a big number. What was the magic button or where was it multiple things? I think it was multiple things. I think the the biggest thing was I joined the ALC. So I'm on the ALC in our market center. Okay. Um, to cut you off, if you don't know, the ALC is the Associate Leadership Council at Keller Williams. That is made up of a few of the top 20% agents in the office. And they really make all the decisions from where do we spend money to what events we were having. Which which chair on the ALC are you? I'm on the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Awesome. And just again, before we go deeper, tell people what that what that is in a market center and what your responsibilities are. Yeah, sure. So I'm so proud that this was the first year that we had this um, committee. And so this committee is basically like making sure that everybody has a seat at the table. The mission of Keller Williams is that we become the most diverse and the most... Um, inclusive real estate company on the planet. And so I do that at the local level. And that means that we're just making sure everybody, no matter race, color, religion, sexual orientation, gender, whatever, they are welcome in our brokerage. And not only are they welcome, but they're all given opportunity to succeed. That's awesome. Okay. So sorry, I had to cut you off. No, no, you're good. So last October, I was voted into the ALC to be the chairperson for the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. And I had no idea on the ALC, you had to be so diligent about reporting numbers, reporting finances, and really run your real estate business like a business. Imagine that, right? So I've always been this person where I'm I'm like, well, I can just make more money. I can just make more money, right? And I just never really got focused on the business part of it. So Being on the ALC, the first thing became tracking every single thing I was doing. And when you track, you get really real with yourself really fast. And it was like, okay, Melissa, like you are not hitting 100 contacts a week. And that is what everybody says you need to do to be a millionaire real estate agent, right? So that was the first thing. The second thing was setting what my appointment goal was and making sure that I got to that goal. And if by Friday, I had not hit that goal. I don't get to take Fridays off anymore. I love a three-day weekend. (laughs) I love to take Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. 
Um, when I don't hit my appointment goal, I don't get to take Friday and Saturday off. I always take Sunday off. I always feel like you need at least one day completely off. Um, so that was the first thing. The second thing was really getting solid on my finances. I hired a bookkeeper and an accountant. I had an accountant already, but they, these two worked together. They really got into my books and really started looking to see what I was spending money on. And was I on the MREA budget, the millionaire real estate agent budget? And I wasn't. And so then the third thing I did was I hired a coach. So through Keller Williams, we have what's called MAPS coaching. And I qualified for MAPS mastery coaching and I hired a coach. Um, It's expensive, but you know what? It was an investment and it took one closing to pay for him for all year. And I'm telling you the value, the accountability, all of those things really just really makes me work like a business. And here's the thing, KT, I work less hours now than I did when I made 170 GCI because I'm just so much more intentional about what I'm doing and what my day looks like. Yeah, you're you're prepared. You're not on that on that roller coaster of real estate anymore. You found that sweet spot and it's by plugging all those different things in. I love that. Mm-hmm. So what's what's next? What you you told me that you just made a hire. So tell everyone who your hire is. I know you're excited. I am so excited. So the biggest thing for me, one of my biggest focuses is always legacy, right? And it's not about the legacy I'm leaving, but the legacy I'm living. And because once we're gone, I mean, yeah, it's cool if people still remember us, but right now I want to make an impact here. And so my oldest daughter has just joined me as my director of operations. Um, She was a teacher and just really wasn't super happy in that job. And it has a ceiling, right? And so I'm like, man, come work with me. Like I, you buy into what I'm doing. You believe in our brand, our mission. And she's an organized version of me. So she has the big vision, but she doesn't necessarily love to go and talk to people like I do in a sales type position. And so I'm like, you do all the behind the scenes things and you do all the marketing and all the client care. So I call her my little care bear. Um, And she does that. And she is just great at making opportunity for me to get in front of people and do what I do well. And so I'm super pumped. I know real estate is just the magic of tricking your family members into coming to work with you, isn't it? Right. (laughs) I was was thinking this morning, I'm like, how can I get my youngest daughter to join me? (laughs) I have my fiance in real estate school right now. uh, Because She's much more bubbly and nice than I am. So I'm like, you need to be my buyer's agent. <laughs> she'd be a great buyer's agent. Actually, I know her, so she'd be great. So uh, what's what's next? What what are your goals? What do you plan on implementing next in your business? Gosh, that's a great, that is a great question. So personally, what's next for me? I have said pretty much prior to Harpo even dying, I was writing a book about him and the life that he had. And so it's something that I pick up and put down often. And I think I finally have enough material to put a book together about Harpo and the life he lived. And so that is something that I plan to see come to fruition probably next year. Um, that's the one thing personally that's probably the biggest goal. Business-wise, um, we have Morgan as a director of operations. I use our leverage center for my transaction um, pieces. And so that is in line with the MREA, but I probably will bring on my own transaction coordinator first part of next year and then a buyer's agent. Um, I do use a couple of people to help me show houses for buyers because that is busy, right? Um, So I have like a showing assistance that I use. So yeah, so I want to grow to at least be a fourth or fifth level team next year. And then the ultimate goal is to start expansion and and be all over the United States with Harpo Properties. That's awesome. I love it. 
Well, Melissa, before we wrap up, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wish I had? No, I think the biggest thing I love to tell people is pursue your passion, like find out what you're passionate about. And real estate is the vehicle to that passion, right? Like most of us who are in real estate, we're not super passionate about houses, right? We love houses. They're great, but that's not what we're passionate about. So really ask yourself, what fuels you? What is your passion? You know, maybe it is driving 10 expensive, crazy luxury sports cars, or maybe it's owning 20 homes, whatever you're passionate about, like get serious about that and figure out how to make real estate the conduit for that. Like that is the vehicle to get to that goal and to pursue that passion. When you pursue your passion, the money always follows. I love it. Awesome. So guys, uh, thank you, Melissa. I really appreciate your time and and your knowledge. Uh, you have such an awesome story and you're such an inspiration. So thank you. Hmm. Uh, if thank anyone you. Uh, needs to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in the Wilmington, North Carolina area, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so the best way is, well, there's several ways. You can follow me on social media. Everything is Harpo Properties, branded across the board on that. Um, my number is 910-232-6520, or you can email me at melissa.martin at kw.com. Awesome, guys. And we have some big news here. So I am moving back to Charlotte and getting back into production myself. So if you know of anyone who wants to buy, sell, or invest in real estate in Charlotte, North Carolina, reach out to me. You guys know where the uh, Facebook page is for the podcast. Like the Facebook page and uh, you know, giving us a review and subscribing to us on whatever podcast uh, app you're using helps out a ton, guys. Uh, the podcast has been going great. So I love all your support. I love all the suggestions. I promise you I will get like a intro to the pod. That's been the biggest feedback is that I need a cool intro. I'm working on it. So Melissa, thank you again for your time. And uh, we'll be back on next week. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks. Bye.